okay, everybody. We took this week off, but we're going to share one of our classic episodes. Enjoy. Everybody, welcome to the All Too Real Two podcast. I'm your host Michael E. Colin the Second, and with me, as always, is my co-host, the fabulous Matthew Haas. Hello, hello, hello. That was very fabulous. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Appreciate your feedback. Oh, no problem. Um, on a scale of uh, one to uh, ten, I give that a seven point five. All right. You're getting up there, man. I'm getting up there. Cool. One day. One day. One day. Okay. Anyways, today we're going to continue on our little uh, trail of tears. Wait, wait, no, that's not right. Okay, we're going to travel. We're going to. We're, we're, we're traveling down the road of uh, sad um, uh, direct-to-video sequels. That's what I was trying to go for yeah. with the trail of tears. Which is nothing like the trail of tears. Not the real trail of tears. <laughs> Uh, it's a trail of tears, yeah. not the trail of yeah, tears. It's it's on a much much less uh, <clears throat> lower stakes. Uh, yeah, less dead people and yeah. stuff. Anyways, um, <laughs> which applies to some dead people involved in. I, I mean, I'm sure maybe. And, I, I think and, someone in in the process of making direct to video sequels or just sequels in general, one. somebody's died. Yeah, yeah. Like this is what I'm watching. This is this is it. This is what my life has come to. Type of thing. Mm-hmm. Or this is what I'm directing or acting in. Yes, rest in peace. Anyways, um, <laughs> okay, today we're covering the first in the American Pie Presents series. Um, American Pie Presents Band Camp, which is the fourth movie in the uh, American Pie um, saga. Can we call it a saga? I think we can call it series, saga. Mm. There's Because there's four official... American Pie movies, and then there's like fifteen of these. No, there, there's there's only four. Oh, actually. Okay. There's only actually four uh, American Pie Presents okay. movies. There's this, and there's Naked Mile, and then there's some Beta House or something. Yeah. And then there's a uh, I don't know what it was called. And Book then there's and, and then there's said. Book of Love. Yeah. See, I would always um, <laughs> forgot that it was called American Pie Presents. I I would always just call it American Pie and Band, then Band Camp. Camp. Yeah. Because to me, American Pie Presents. That sounds weird because American Pie is a movie about things. So how can how can a movie present another movie? I don't know. Whatever. And then, um, yeah. Well, I think they were trying to go for this whole like National Lampoon oh, okay. sort of uh, thing in a way, but but they did still connect it to the uh, same high school and the same you know families and stuff and and some some crossover characters. Yeah. 
Um, so uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about the uh, the story here um, for American Pie Bandcamp? Okay, well, aside, basically the whole movie is based on one long sex crime that goes on for about an hour and a half. <laughs> uh, so we'll just get that out of the way right there from pretty much from start to finish. Um, so it, it basically it, it starts off with Matt Stifler, who's the younger brother of Steve Stifler, who is pretty much just following in his brother's footsteps. He's he's kind of even more of a douchebag than his brother is actually. And um, yes, played by this time Tad, um, Hilgenbrink. Okay, yeah, Tad, Tad Hilgenbrink. So he was not Matt in the uh, movies. They had no. a different actor who had since retired. Oh, okay, because yeah, he acting. was just like a little kid mm. in those yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so basically, you know, it starts off with. They're going to the graduation for the seniors of that year, and they're going to do a prank on the band because in this movie, apparently there's like a complete all-out war between the football team and the band, which, which they really, refer to as the bandies. I don't really understand. I mean, I know that like every high school, obviously the jocks, you know, look down upon like stuff, you know, people like inquire, but like this movie almost depicts it like it's almost like a, like you're like, you're on one side or the other. Like, it's like, you know, like almost like a war. But anyway, so, and. It wasn't like that when you were in high school? No, I mean, I mean, yeah, some people would, you know, make fun <laughs> of you if you're in a band, but it wasn't like it was, like, I mean, for example, I mean, I'll get into, I don't want to get off track, basically. <coughs> yeah. So, hmm. they, um, Matt Stifler and his his two buddies who are on the football team, um, uh, use pepper spray to spray all the band, you know, band instruments where you have to use your mouth on so that they'll basically, you know, get sick or, or not be able to play during the ceremony and just kind of ruin their day basically and embarrass them. And, uh, Matt, um, Matt Stifler ends up stealing what he thinks is a, uh, you know, dildo basically. And he puts it in his pants, but it kind of like, I guess touched up against the pepper spray bottle. So that started leaking in his pants. So then he starts, you know, feeling all terrible basically because of that. Then, He's trying to wash. You mean stuff. it's not comfortable when you no. get pepper spray on your? I don't uh, think so. On your I mean, I uh, genitals? Um, <laughs> I, just, I wouldn't know, but okay. I, w- I would think not. Note to self. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, yeah. <laughs> so he's washing himself, and then uh, one of the guys in the band ends up falling over and accidentally pulling the curtain down, and everyone can see him basically, you know, going to town on this water fountain, and then so this this begins what I think is like the simultaneous underacting and overacting of the actors in this movie where the band leader goes Stitcher! in the most stereotypical dumb yes. what well, I mean no offense to the actress I'm sure she's great but just from that line alone I'm just like mm, yeah I don't like that at all anyway so he then gets sent to the guidance counselor who's played by the Shermanator and he claims that he's yeah, a Chris, time- the actor Chris Owen from the uh previous you know american pie movies um yeah you know yeah. and also he was in like what movie he was in like some movies in the 90s too like, oh yeah he's, he's chris owen's been in a lot of things uh he's he was in black sheep i know that and then he was in some movie in the 90s where he played like uh one of the main characters anyway so um yeah he's he's been in several movies like october sky van wilder yeah. um pretty sure yeah he, back in the day he was in um what was the name of that? Angus. He was. That's why that. Angus. He was like the best bud. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. I've seen that movie like a hundred times. I should have remembered that. But uh, 
Yeah, I used to have that movie on VHS, and then I lent it to somebody, and they never returned it. Anyways, I every remember, time I think of that movie, I that's that what story. I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I remember because he told that story to me like <laughs> yes. over the years. I'm like, wait a minute, that story sounds familiar. I have yet to replace it. But I think I, I have the DVD somewhere. You can borrow that. I think I've got. I don't know. And um, it's okay. Anyway, it's not that great. <laughs> we live in the world of digital I, movies, so we're okay. I liked that as as a kid, but I think yeah. I've gotten over the Angus. Fat, fade, fat if there ever was one. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so the Angus McFadden, the Angus, oh. yeah, get it? Ooh, I'm, I'm, you know, it was a fad. Yeah. <laughs> get it. Uh, uh. Okay. Anyways, let's uh, go back to the story of uh, American Pie Bandcamp. Okay. So the Shermanator <laughs> apparently is a time traveler. That's what he says. I'm not sure how. Yeah, that they're not really works. sure if this is a delusion or like they're trying to imply that this is real. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know. Introducing time travel into an American Pie movie seems very overzealous, in my opinion. But yeah, I mean, introducing Amer- uh, time travel into any uh, direct-to-video sequel <laughs> is a little... Yeah. Wait. Time okay. Cop 2, you know. Or, uh, you know, Sandlot 3. Yeah, but um, anyways... Exactly. <laughs> Especially in movies that really aren't sci-fi movies. Like, let's just put time travel into yeah, t- a t- Time Cop movie. 2 is okay because the movie is it's about time, time cop- travel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I, I actually think Time Cop 2 was better than the first one. Even <laughs> really? Yeah, dude. I haven't seen it in a long time. We have to watch it for this. It's or it's, a, yeah. it's it's all right. It's I think it's yeah better. But um, anyway, so he's the guidance counselor, and so we're doing the math here. Okay, this this movie took was in 2005. Correct. American Pie One came out in 1999, so that would mean that this is six years after graduating high school. Yes. which means that he's 24 years old. And he's already the school guidance counselor. He must have really worked hard in college, and uh-huh. I mean, really, just. I mean, I don't know what it takes to become a guidance counselor. Well, I don't know either. But usually, they're in their thirties or something, and not like yeah, in their early twenties doing it. I mean, usually, you have to have guided your life somewhere in the first place yeah, to become uh, a guidance counselor. But I mean, I don't know. So anyway, yeah. So he's the Shermanator or whatever his name is. He's he's a time traveler, according to himself. And then as his, his punishment or rather redemption chance is to send him to band camp so he can learn from his mistake of, you know, basically bullying the, the bandies. Yeah, he just wants them to be he wants him to kind of just become friends with them and stuff yeah. uh, in a way. I mean, maybe he he'll see how they are and then they'll become he'll realize that he doesn't want to pick on them anymore. Become less like his brother, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, because Steve Stifler is like just annoying. I do have to say this though. I think I think Matt, the, the character that he played, he really did take on a lot of the attributes of Steve Stifler. Like, even yeah, like the it, way he talked, and it was stuff almost like too it. much. It was almost it was like a, a cr- it was. It, I mean, I remember when the movie first came out, and a lot of the criticism and the different reviews of the movie were basically that he was sort of a carbon copy of Sean William Scott. Yeah, a little bit. Um, which I agree. I mean, he kind of he kind of did do the whole you know laughing like the little. Stifler chuckle, whatever and the that snarl is. and yeah, yeah, stuff like that, and and, is, and and the the whole like raising the one lip sort yeah. of thing, and yeah, annoying, irritating crap, yeah, yeah, stuff I really want to see, but you know, not really, really. yeah. I mean, but he, he actually, I mean, the thing is, the difference between him and I mean, I think maybe Sean Sean William Scott's a great actor. I think he's awesome, and I think he plays Stifler really well. The thing is, Stifler is good in small doses, yeah, and even this Stifler, but he did. I think about halfway through the movie, start to bring some more depth to the character than you saw in previous movies, just because there wasn't enough time to give him depth. I mean, American Wedding and American Reunion, you get a little bit more depth into Steve Stifler. But yeah, 
I know. It's it's just an interesting choice that they went here with. Yeah. But yeah, um so so then what happened in the movie? Uh well he goes he goes to band camp and he's you know well before that I wanna say this this is like there's something about overacting where you, you almost think the audience is too stupid to know what's going on, so you have to announce what's going on to the audience as they're actually seeing it happening. Like, for example, when he... Apparently, the Stifflers are independently wealthy because I'm not sure if his mom has a job or not, but apparently they've just got thousands of dollars just laying around to buy stuff at any time that you want to buy yeah. it. I mean, he bought all the spy cam equipment. He went to this website called Spy Chest, and you know it's Spy Chest because... As the site loads up and there's a huge logo on his computer screen that says Spy Chest, he goes, "All right, Spy Chest." At so the, <laughs> at the time at the time of the movie's release, uh, the website uh, spychest.com was a real website at that time. Okay, wow. You could actually buy that stuff. So he actually went to a yeah, real website. It now redirects to some other website that doesn't have anything to do with that anymore. It, it re- redirects to a website www. S P Y T E C H Spytex okay. dot com and it's not the same. I don't. I actually let's see what it goes to. Yeah, let's see. Check it out. Yeah. It goes to a HTTP era four hundred four. The requested <laughs> resource is not found. Okay. Anyway, okay, so cool. yeah. <laughs> So I, I had to point that out. So he goes yeah. to band camp, and he has a bad first day because he doesn't respect anyone there. And uh, he ends up, um, I forgot what he ends up doing, something where he gets sent to the, oh, yeah, because rookies, as they're called, are supposed to wear a beanie all year or all summer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, this, like, really uptight, rich guy who's like, comes from old money, he's, like, the, I guess, like, the king of this band camp every summer he's you know basically is kind of picking on him telling them that he's got to wear the beanie at all times and then yeah that's a character that this actor matt barr plays named brandon vandekamp yeah vandekamp hmm okay okay yeah and uh I just wanted to point out that camp is in his yeah, name camp is in his name yeah and then so of course it goes into a, this horrendous dialogue between them that's not really funny at all and then Stifler says, Oh, you know what my favorite piece of music is? And then the guy goes, I have no idea. The Nutcracker. And then he hits him in the nuts with a cane. And then they get, then they send him to the macro. The macro stands for the morale and what was it? Crisis, something, whatever. I I don't remember. Basically, like a (laughs) a counselor. Yeah. Played by none other than Eugene. Levy. 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 Levy, sorry. Levy or Levy. I've heard it pronounced both ways. But yeah, Mr. Mr. Levinston, you know, Jim's dad from the other movies. Yeah, he plays the same character. Mm-hmm. He's he's taken over for his daughter-in-law because she normally does that, but she got pregnant. So he's taking over, whatever. And, then, and obviously pregnant women aren't allowed at band at band And apparently camp. just because you're related to someone, <laughs> automatically you means you're qualified <laughs> to get the job. I mean, I don't understand. But My, uh... You know, my cousin's a nurse. Right. Um, you know, if, if she goes into labor, can I go, uh, I, you know, be, you know, work in an ER or something? I, guess I mean, so. I'm I mean, just, it, just, just checking. I guess that's how it works at the band <laughs> okay. camp. But, uh, yeah. So, 
he kind of takes the same sort of like fatherly, you know, counselor type thing. He's trying to, you know, get get mad to kind of take a look at himself to see if he really wants to be that type of person because he's pretty much just trying to be like a carbon copy. I mean, like did his did you mention that his main goal of what he was doing when he comes to bank? Oh, I'm he sorry. Bu- buying the reason he was buying all this uh, <clears throat> spy equipment is because his main goal was to follow in his brother Steve's footsteps to create kind of a girls gone wild sort of a video where it's like a bandy's gone wild um and he was going to record all these people which pretty sure most of these people aren't 18 right so i'm pretty sure this is child pornography Well, he's underage too i think at this point so still even if you're underage you can get in trouble for child pornography I've, i've read cases where where like uh two teenagers are sexting to each other oh and they will get in trouble for you know even even if you're showing pictures of yourself if you're underage it's considered child pornography even if you're sending to someone else who's yeah. also underage yes huh. that's i did not know yeah that. you you know you can get in trouble for sending child pornography over the internet or whatever to okay so like you know so basically yeah. like i said it's just, it's just movies like one long sex crime after another but mm-hmm. apparently now child pornography is also in the mix of it too yes so and then, by the way this is this is seen as something mm-hmm. funny too this is yes. not even seen as something that's bad i mean this or, is 2005 like, but still it's only 13 years ago yes you know? and then i could see why it was direct to video but uh and then yeah so he bought all this like three thousand dollars worth of equipment i mean like like I don't know where they get the money. Like these things, like one of them was like three hundred dollars, the other one was like two hundred dollars. He bought literally everything on the front page, and the cheapest item was a hundred dollars. So I'm not even sure. Yeah, I think like one of the things he bought was like nine hundred yeah, or something. Like, I don't know. I what the hell? What are you guys doing? Like whatever. And then so he uh, wants to set up, you know, his his little task or whatever, and he's picking on his, his roommate because he's a bandy or whatever and it makes him stay in the closet which is like total dickhead move right there yeah he takes the whole room to himself and then has his roommate yeah, and, that, stay in the and, closet. and that character is named ernie played by uh, jason earls who people may know from uh the hannah montana tv series oh, okay. actually he played uh hannah's or you know miley's brother or whatever on there and uh He's actually older than me. That actor. Oh wow! Yeah, he was he was born April twenty sixth, nineteen seventy seven, and when he was playing a he was playing a teenager on Hannah Montana back in the uh, like that show ran from uh, two thousand six to two thousand eleven. <clears throat> so like thirteen years ago, he would have been. I mean, if he's like. 40, he said 76? 77, so he's like 41 now. So he would have, he would have been 28 when Bandcamp came out. He yes. looked like he was 15. Yes. Wow. So yeah, just <clears throat> just wanted to point that out because I just found that really interesting that he was older than me. That's Yeah, he looks really <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I, I thought he was like 15 years old. Can yeah. I, I kind of go on a tangent? Even yeah, sure, go ahead. Really, it's not really, like the timeline's not really I can't talk right now. Whatever. It's not part of the... It's not a linear timeline tangent. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, there go he, ahead. I got the words just finally slip out. Okay, so, like, when they're at... When him and his buddies are at, like, you know, some diner or whatever, and he's telling them about his plan. Yeah. And then... At like, do- Dog Years. Yeah, Dog Years. That yeah. same restaurant where, mm-hmm. <clears throat> where all the... Everybody hangs out with. Yeah. And then they have the actor who was also trying to act like another actor, but I'm not sure, but he's... 
he's trying to act like some other famous actor at that time. Like I can't, I don't know his name, but so it's another carbon copy actor. And he goes, dude, you don't have sex with bandies. There are standards. Okay. I want to take a break right here. Yes. You're a teenager. Uh You're 17 years old. Yes. You got all kinds of hormones swimming all over your body. Uh You're horny all the time. You're on the football team. Yes. You're telling me that there's such thing as standards that you won't have sex with someone in the band, even if you are attracted to them because of this unspoken war between the band and the football team. Not to mention really? like, not to mention every girl I saw in that band was like a ten. And and the counselors, I mean like literally yeah. everyone, even even the nurse who's like in her forties was, you know, pretty attractive. It's like Whatever. She was a former. Um, she's a former actress who is in, known for uh, um, Ginger Lynn. She is actually known for like kind of like a softcore pornography oh, really? actress. Um, did these movies? Um, I'm gonna go off on a little tangent here about her just because it's interesting. Okay, she was in this series of movies called Vice Academy, which were not like pornography, but they had nudity in them and stuff. They're kind of like those like Skinamax sort of like movies that you would see. Anyways, um. So when I was a, I think I was like a teenager at the time, my uh, mom and dad, I don't know, but maybe I was, no, I had, couldn't have been a teenager. Maybe I was like in my, I was probably like a tween, you know, as they call them or whatever. But anyways, and my sister, who was four years younger than me, was there as well. Okay. Uh, it was like a New Year's Eve. My, uh, my uh, parents went out to dinner with... Uh, some family friends, and so we went over to 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 their house to hang out with uh, my um my friend who is the same age as me, who is their son, <coughs> Chad. Anyways, um, so uh, Chad's mom rented us movies, and she rented Vice Academy, thinking it was Police Academy, <laughs> which is probably also not appropriate for kids as well, <laughs> but Vice Academy, which has you know like at least topless if not full frontal nudity in it and me and my sister and chad who were you know chad i mean i was probably like 13 at the most or something at the time and my sister is you know like nine or something (laughs) yeah we pop in this movie we're watching it i mean it's kind of funny all of a sudden there's nudity (laughs) i'm sitting there with my friend chad and my sister (laughs) Who's like nine. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> that was just a little aside. Weird time. So, yeah. so, so anytime I think of Ginger Lynn, I think of that night <laughs> where we watched Vice Academy. Did you watch the whole movie? I don't think so. I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe watch like half hour and then. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, you know, all of a sudden Ginger Lynn's topless in the movie and I'm just like. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And let me mention again, I think my sister was about nine. <laughs> God. Okay, so, yeah. So having her in a movie was probably intentional then. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was like a throwback of anybody that saw Vice like, Academy. Oh, I know who those, that is. Yeah, yeah type of sort thing. of thing, yeah. And it's kind of interesting because she plays kind of like a... A prude. Pr- yeah, like yeah. in this kind of movie, mm-hmm. which is, that was probably intentional. You get it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because we got to do everything ironic in this movie. But anyway, so... That was just a kind of tangent about the whole bandy. Like, we don't screw bandies thing. It's like, "Mm, okay, whatever. And um, 
And then, like, later on, when apparently, like, I guess all of his friends are rich, too, because they call him from, like, some club, which I'm not sure how they got into because they're 17 years old, and they're drinking Brazilian rum. They had to mention the fact that it was Brazilian rum, which I'm, now you can get Brazilian rum at any liquor store you want, but maybe back then that was, like, new to oh, Americans. Okay. Yeah. They, had to, they had to mention it. We're drinking Brazilian rum. Like, like it was somehow, I try Brazilian rum. No offense. I'm sure that, you know, it's great. People like it. I, 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 I gag from it. It just the taste is just something. And I want to, I wanted to like it because apparently there was like cultural stuff that people would actually drink it for like celebration. So, you know, you want to like something that other people like for very, you know, good reasons. But I just, nah, I just couldn't yeah couldn't stand the taste of it but apparently they loved it because they were drinking brazilian rum gotta reiterate brazilian rum at a club when they were 17 years old <laughs> yeah so there's underage drinking underage in this movie drinking, uh underage um child I mean, pornography <laughs> well mind underage. you most of these type of movies had that type of stuff in it but still not well that's the thing like these yeah. movies are like like it's a kind of like a porkies type thing yeah almost Except with Porky's, it wasn't filming; it was literally watching it live. Yeah, but, but which is kind of worse, and you know, I guess. But this is kind of like a Porky's for the uh, technology generation. Yeah, the digital so, age yeah. Porky's. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I, I'm kind of going on these tangents. I'm trying to, I'll try to mm-hmm. get to the get plot, back to the plot here. Plot. Yeah. So uh, he he keeps losing points for them because of his misbehavior and lack of respect for the traditions and everything, and. Uh, oh yeah, and the points system is something like whoever has the most points at the end of the summer wins something. Or wins? They don't even really. They it's don't, some, they don't even it's some kind of band cup. Yeah, that's right. The band cup, whatever that. Yeah. Wow. It's probably made out of plastic. And yeah, but they really care about this band cup. So this two, two guys from the band kidnap him at night and they super glue his beanie onto his head. And then um, fill his nostrils up with peppermint toothpaste as punishment for the pepper spray earlier yeah. in the year. Which, you know, that's kind of fine. They said this was punishment. I'm thinking, mm, peppermint toothpaste versus pepper spray. I'm not sure if that's equal <laughs> punishment. but Well, the uh, thing is, you know, it's in your nostrils. It doesn't matter what it is, honestly. Oh, that's I mean, true, it could, yeah. You know, you could put, you know, cinnamon toothpaste. Could, oh, God, that, cinnamon, that would be yeah. really bad. But, you know, yeah. So he gets his nostrils irrigated by the, the, the nurse who, was, as Mike mentioned, was in a series of, like, Skinamax films back in the 80s and 90s. And then uh, Eugene Levy's character, Mr. Levinson, is trying again to get Matt on the right track, you know, to make some friends and to earn their trust. And he does a stifler, who would I earn their trust? <laughs> it's like, mm, it's like, just like your fucking brother, like act like a different person like i get it that you're his brother but like nobody literally is a carbon copy of their sibling they still have their own attributes but whatever and uh, <laughs> i'm getting irritated here because i watched it four times this week i don't know why i watched it four times because <laughs> i really wanted to say stuff about it so i wanted to like memorize everything i could from it but i'm kind of like i watched it twice i'm kind of like abstract here. like i thought like i had a good linear no that's okay we're film. good we're good and uh, you just want me to keep talking? And yeah, go ahead. Me, you want me so, just to run myself into a so, wall or something? So, so, okay, you want me to finish up Why the you, plot here? You could do it. You could guide me at least. Okay, so, so basically, like... what what happens next? Let, let's. 
<laughs> okay, basically, what ends up happening? Okay, he goes through this stuff. He kind of uh, realizes that he's got feelings for Elise, who is the yeah. main um, main main band chick, who he kind of used to be really good friends with when they were little. Mm-hmm. Um, she is played. I think on, honestly, she's my favorite part of the whole movie, by uh, Ariel uh, um, Keeble or Kebel. K-E-B-B-E-L, whatever that is, um, who I'm actually kind of surprised she she's kind of appeared in other things since then, but I'm surprised she actually wasn't a bigger star after this. Maybe this movie kind of cursed her. Who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, she's she's been in things like The the Grudge 2, The Uninvited, uh, John Tucker Must Die, hmm. Think Like a Man. Um, she's She was on the TV series Midnight Texas. Um I mean, Vampire Diaries for a while, too. I mean, but, you know, I just kind of thought she was going to be a bigger star because she was actually, I mean, I kind of had a crush on her when I first saw the movie back in 2005. Um, she with, she yeah. had that cool early 2000s look. Yeah, I mean, that, she she kind of had that Mandy Moore sort of look, mm-hmm. that Mandy Moore, Jessica Alba sort of kind of like, she kind of looked like a combo of those two. Anyways, um, but uh, anyways, he, he, he kind of starts actually starting to have feelings for her you can tell that and i think like the second half of the movie i want to say that uh you know i mean basically i think the chemistry between um her and um ted um um hilgenbrink is actually decent and uh i actually enjoyed the film which was really surprising <laughs> the i mean i remember when i first saw it back in 2005 when it came out on video i i was working at a blockbuster video and i remember running it and thinking, God, this sucked. But now it actually, <laughs> I actually liked it better now for some reason. But, uh, I mean, it, it's like, I'm still unsure as to why I liked it. Um, I mean, is it good? No. Is it as good as the theatrical films? Not really. Um, but around halfway through the film, it actually, uh, begins to find its own voice and heart. I think, uh, it's kind of its own, uh, its own thing after a while. It's not necessarily just a carbon copy of the movies. Like I thought it would probably end up being, uh, but basically what ends up happening is, you know, of course he gets caught videotaping the kids because, because <laughs> they are kids. Yeah. They're kids. <laughs> <laughs> he gets caught doing videotaping the kids take showers child <laughs> pornography which he was hoping to release on video through his brother's yeah he, this girls was, gone wild he was type release company this for profit yeah uh, <laughs> i'm still trying to figure this out who was gonna pay for this so so yes yeah, so and not think they were gonna get arrested by so, the government so continue he got caught taping the kids <laughs> <laughs> And then what happens? Nobody reports him to the police or authorities whatsoever. They just want to throw his laptop in the river. They just and get stuff. mad at him. Yeah. And basically, they're not his friend anymore. That that's his punishment for videotaping kids take showers and. Is, that's that's what happens when you become a child photographer. You just lose your friends. We're not going to be your friend anymore. <laughs> I'm still just stuck on this. Anyways. <laughs> How just, just in 2005 way, did they think this was okay? Just the way you said it. You got caught taping the kids. 
the kids. Because they are kids. Yes. Because well, that's the thing, too. We don't know how young some of these people are. He's 17, no. but some of them might be 14. I mean, even if he's 18. <laughs> right. Or well, that'd be worse if he's yes, 18. Yes, but still. And even if some of them are, I don't know. It's just still weird. I don't think all of them are 18. No, no. no. I mean, the actors playing them obviously are. I mean, yeah. some of them are almost 40, but um, oh, not really. No, no, I'm just joking. No, he was I know, I'm just joking. But... Uh, <laughs> So he gets caught taping the kids, and yeah. then they just—they're like, "Well, yeah. we're not going to be Because I mean, anymore. basically, because what happened was uh, his uh, his his cheerleader friends came to the camp for some mm. reason to do something. Well, they were going to be part of the part of the show or something. Because the cheerleaders joined with the band. Yeah. yeah, which made no sense. Anyways, um, <laughs> but they they were going to start spreading the words that he was a bandy, mm-hmm. and then anyways. Oh no, that's so terrible. So he had yeah. The, yeah. It's like you know, hey, you know. It's not as bad as being a child pornographer, yeah. obviously. Apparently not. So, so <laughs> I know. Here. I mean, it, it is worse, actually, I mean, in looking, this world. I'm going to... These these cheerleaders, I don't even like that much. I, I only like one of them, and I just tolerate the other three because they're always with her. Yeah. And the, one of those friends, not the one I like, one of her friends is going to threaten to email... By the way email not yeah, post but, on facebook well because, because facebook there wasn't really exist. facebook no. there wasn't facebook until like five years later or something well yeah and then there was myspace but yeah i'm gonna email everyone that you're a bandy he thinks no child pornography is better than, than being called a bandy because that's the stifler mentality i guess whatever whatever's the worst option that's where you're gonna go okay so anyway yeah anyways then um anyways so like he he decides that he wants to try to redeem himself after getting caught. Taping the kids. Yeah. Um, uh, I just can't get over that. I and me either. Okay. But so, you remember that? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, you remember that that moment of redemption, though, where where he sees Elise taking off her shirt in the shower, and then he puts the laptop down, and then his roommates like smiles, like, "Oh, he's becoming a good man now." It's like, no, he's not. He's still committing the sex crime just because he's yes. not watching her take the shower doesn't mean he's still not recording it. <laughs> but that was apparently like. He's such a good man because he he, he doesn't want to watch the one girl get undressed, <laughs> but he's okay watching. <laughs> His roommate have sex with a girl, and uh, the big black dude, whoever his whatever his name was, have sex, his, have sex with the with the um well, one of the counts yeah. the camp counselors who you know I mean I'm not trying to be she looks like a porn star and I, I don't mean that in any well I mean like well she, well she just well looks like she's she's got the, like the great you know she's very attractive you know like um. From what I understand, she's not a porn star, but she was a Playboy playmate. Oh, okay. so you were close. Anyways, because <laughs> apparently everyone who works in this place—that's Angela, Angela all... Little—was the name of that actress. Okay, and she was actually kind of good, though. Yeah, uh, she she didn't have a lot of lines because you know, let's face it, this is a a, a guys movie. Apparently, yeah. guys who are into taping and, and, and talking about people who were much older than the characters they were playing. She was born in 1972. Okay, so she would have been. 33 at this time yeah in life uh-huh. okay yes she looked pretty good yeah for 30 i mean i'm not saying that you yeah. can't look at 33 but i mean she looked like she was like she still looked or, like a teenager right yeah um yeah. But yeah suffice to say she didn't have a whole lot of lines none of the women did except for elise 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 and chloe are probably the only yeah. female 
characters that had any kind of... Chloe, who was played by uh, um, Crystal Lightning. All right, I'll interrupt. That's a great name. Yes, Crystal it is. Lightning. That's, is that a real name? Or is I that, don't know. That's such a cool name, though, Crystal Lightning. Yeah. She's actually a, a Chris, musician. It was Crystal Lee Lightning is her, what she went by in this movie, but uh, I don't know. I wonder if that's her real name. She was born in 81 as well, so they're all a little older than the characters they're playing. Um, Which is fine. That's yeah, usually what it's happens. perfectly fine. I believe that's her real name, according... Uh, yeah, it doesn't say anything on Wikipedia about that being a different name. Anyways, um, so basically his way of trying to redeem things is he's going to... He remembers because earlier he uh, needed to... Uh, get things out of his system when he went to the nurse and they used Ipecac, which, you know, makes you throw up. Oh, yeah. Anyways, um, he remembers the Ipecac, so he goes to the goes to the nurse's <sighs> office, obviously, and gets some, and then he pours it into a big thing of, uh, of Gatorade. Grape-flavored. Grape-flavored Gatorade that was supposed to be for the, for uh, um, Brandon Vandekamp's uh, <sighs> group of people. And then uh, the uh, big dude and uh, his uh, Asian G friend, um, yeah, he was very over the top wanting to be like a hip hop persona. Yeah, gangster. They they even say that in the credits later on where where he's like, he says like, you're, was it, you're, you're. You're Asian. Your dad owns a Chinese restaurant, and you you grew up in the suburbs. You're not a gangster. Yeah. And then he's like, "Oh, it's okay." <laughs> like, yeah. That was that was an act. Um, that was the actor, uh, um, Young He Lee, who played Jimmy. Is the name of that character? Yeah. His nickname is Horn Dog. Yeah, because he played a horn. No, that's not the reason why. But, but he did play a horn. Oh, he did play a horn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're kind of skip kind of skip around a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, because we, we missed a very vital point. Oh, movie. yeah, what was that? When well, when he tells him how he got the name Horn Dog, because he said that he had oh yeah, sex I forgot that him. was the crucial of the whole plot. I mean, you can't skip that. I mean, it's such a good <laughs> he because he said he had sex with an oboe once. Oh yeah, because then there was a scene where then Matt decides to try to have sex with. Not Matt, who's sitting in front of me, but Matt, no, Matt I, Stifler. I wouldn't yeah. do that. Yeah, he wasn't in the movie. Anyways, um, <laughs> um, he tried to have sex with an oboe and then um, got his junk stuck inside of it um, because uh, he was allergic <laughs> to the, uh, to the uh, what is it called? Oil the, that the, he the, was the, using? The, the to, oil for the, yeah. To lube it up. Yeah. And then Horndog, of course, tells him that he was just joking. Which I okay, can I, can I, can I skip around again? Yeah, sure. I go ahead. We're kind of going all over the well, place. It's, it's okay. This movie has so many weird things to it that I don't think were intentionally meant to be weird. Yeah. But when you actually listen to them, and you start shaking your head, like, mm, did did the writers really think this through? Like, for example, the whole like, we could see the word spy chest completely on someone's computer screen and he's got to go oh spy chest all right like you don't know that's one thing okay so horn dog is telling makes you wonder if that was a product placement thing or something it probably was yeah. he probably paid for it but so horn dog uh what's his real name jimmy jimmy the character jimmy yeah. slash horn dog yeah is saying that he um that's you know he got his nickname because he'll put his thing into anything I and mean, he once had sex 
with an oboe. Okay, <clears throat> whatever. That 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 establishes why his name is Horn Dog. Okay, fine. Yes. But then when Matt Stifler is trying to do that same thing, uh, Jimmy slash Horn Dog finds him, turns on the light, and then sees what's going on. And then Matt Stifler is going, "Turn off the light! What the fuck are you doing?" And then Horn Dog slash Jimmy. Because now his, I think I think it's established as his name should just be Horn Dog and Jimmy's like his his alter ego yeah. at this point. He tells Matt Stifler, "Oh, I was just making that up." Okay. Usually, when people make something up, it's something that they had wished they were done because they want to have bragging rights, even though they have not done that thing. Why would you make brag up, about that? Why would you make up a story that you're intending to brag about about having sex with an oboe when in fact you had not had sex with an oboe? I think establishing that I mean, you did not it's have like, It's like a teenager saying, oh, you know, I had sex with that cheerleader or I had sex with, you know, that celebrity or you know, having sex with that oboe. Wait, no, one of those isn't right. <laughs> Just saying. Or, like, or, or, or somebody, you know, me make up a story and you're like, yeah, you know, there was that time I'm, I, I met Michael Jordan, you know, or, uh, you know, so, you know, something that makes you seem kind of cool. And that time Not, I, I humped the <laughs> soccer ball, I mean, it's like, what? no, <laughs> it's like, why would you brag about that? So anyway, so that happens. And then, you know, Eugene Levy's character again, has to try to counsel Matt into, you know, being somewhat of a decent person, if that's even at all possible at this point, because let it be established again, he is engaging in child pornography for the entire summer. And having uh, sex with band instruments. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also, too, um, forced underage drinking, because he put all those bottles of rum, it may have been the Brazilian rum that his friend was talking about. So he was drugging his friends. He was drugging his friends. He put two entire bottles. Uh, I don't know if anyone is a drinker. I'm not really much of a drinker. But rum is pretty high in the alcohol content. You put And, and two obviously, based on how quick Elise got drunk afterwards... When when you when you watch the movie, she only took. I think that was a little bit overacting. Myself, that's what I'm saying. But still, based, based on the uh, the uh, film school drunkness of her, that's what I like to call that. The film school of drunkenness. The fil- film school drunkenness, because okay, if anybody's ever gone to film school like I have, when anybody makes a movie that involves drugs or alcohol, the moment somebody takes a pill or drinks, they're wasted. <laughs> it's just like it's it. Any movie you watch, right. It doesn't happen that quick no. at all. Nothing. It's just it's just funny when you watch these movies. So so I always refer to it as the film school. <laughs> the film school drunkenness. Yeah. So okay. Anyways, so um, he gets everyone yeah. drunk, and then okay, but so so now we got we got multiple sex crimes going on now because we got we got the taping going on, but now we're we're getting people drunk without their knowledge of consent or consent, so that they will be more uh, inclined to have sex, which is actually considered rape now. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's always been considered rape by but, people yeah. who have actually gone through that ordeal. But nowadays, it's actually considered rape pretty much by anyone with, like, a conscience. Like, yes. um, like I think even legally speaking, too. Like, mm-hmm. if you get someone drunk to the point where, like, they're slurring their words and, and you have sex with them, you can actually and, be and tried you for... And, yeah, like, you can get tried because, I mean, because they don't have the the uh, mental capacity to... Uh, to, like, actually... Know to to consent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, if you have, like, one drink or something like that, that's one thing. But, like, like he put two bottles of rum into this slushy machine because it was a slushy... 
that's another thing. I can't I can't uh bonfire slash slash slushy party. I've never heard of a slushy party in my life before. That's 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 a new thing to me. Yeah, but you haven't? No. Apparently you, it's a thirteen year old party that's been going on though because that movie came we, out. We used to have them all the time oh, back okay. when I was in high school, mm-hmm. you know. We have every every Friday it was like, Hey, come on over, we're having a slushy party. <laughs> slushy party. <clears throat> Sounds no, kinda cool. About about the closest I have to that is we would go to the seven eleven and buy a Slurpee. Yeah. But yeah, um <laughs> Slurpees aren't as good as slushy. No. <laughs> it's it's not the ice it doesn't have the ice. Oh, slushy's yeah. got the ice. That's what. Well, makes that's like a, I mean, I used to like slush puppies. Though. Yeah, yeah, slush puppies yeah, from In and Out Mart. Oh my oh, god, those, yeah, those were good. Those are great. Oh yeah. Anyway, sorry. Anyways, <laughs> In and Out Mart was a gas station in our neck of the woods. If you're not from here, that's what that is. And, uh, yeah. Not not the burger place in L.A. Yeah. It's not. There's oh. no burgers there. God, those burgers. I never had one before. Oh, I yeah. want to try one. We, we should go fly out to California right fly now. Out to right, California. right now. Right now. Right now and okay. go and go get a go get an In and Out burger. Are they really that good? Oh my god, it's the best hamburger I've ever had in my life. Wow. I don't, I don't know, know what why. they do to it. That's so. But it's they're they're uh, okay. If In and Out Burger would like to sponsor this, <laughs> um, please contact me at um, all two real two podcast at gmail dot com. Anyways, um, <laughs> In and Out Burger, they it's family owned the whole chain, mm. and they have their own farms and stuff. From what I understand, where they raise their own cows free range, and they use that meat for their burgers, and they also grow their own potatoes oh, and wow. stuff like it's it's all like fresh and they cut fresh cut fries the fries are even better than the burgers oh, in my sweet. opinion but yeah it's it's oh my god it's like heaven on a bun <laughs> remember that in and out burger heaven on a bun Ooh, if you would that, like to good. yes if you would like to sponsor us in and out burger please contact me again that is uh all too real to podcast at gmail.com anyways um <laughs> <laughs> so uh <laughs> so yeah anyways the the whole the whole thing. I mean, it's 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 kind of crazy all the all the crimes he commits. I know. I mean, he gets away with all of it. There's no legal ramifications whatsoever to anything he's done. But then again, he is a white male. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. So, um, I mean, he kind of looks like that. Uh, like a lot of these kids that uh, get get uh, away with. That's right. He does kind of like look rape like... and murder, basically. Maybe he had to have a certain kind of face. Or yeah, like that. A really obnoxious one that I just wanted to hit. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. But yet somehow Brandon Vandekamp is the bad guy. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's the thing, too. He's kind of, he is kind of an asshole, but at the same time. But he's it, not committing child pornography. He's not committing child pornography. And also, in his defense, he is living up to tradition. He's following the rules of what this camp is supposed to be. He yeah. Respect, yeah. He, he comes from old money. He, he yeah, is, he is that a kind, dick. He is that kind of character, but he's also... But people like that, though, they also respect tradition, and they're very serious about it. So they don't like it when some newcomer just comes in and doesn't respect anything of what's going on. I would be pissed off, too, even if I wasn't that asshole. Oh, yeah, and skip, that, skipping around, too, a little bit, there is that scene where he challenges... Uh, oh, God. He challenges uh, Matt uh, Stifler to a... Uh, um, no, Stifler challenges him. Yeah, Stifler challenges him to what he thinks is a fight, but it actually ends up being a, uh, like, Band off or something. I don't yeah, know. Band, you know I mean? yeah, yeah. yeah, pretty much. And then um, Stifler tries to play his little triangle and it sucks. And then they th- he leaves and they think he's, uh, you know, forfeited. And uh, Brandon wins the wins the thing. And then um, uh, East Great Falls is going to lose a bunch of points. So uh, tell him what happens next, though, please. Yeah, he comes back in. Wearing a kilt, 
with some bagpipes. Thank you for bringing this up. I want to finish. I, I'm yes. going to say something afterwards, but thank you. And then he uh, plays on the bagpipes. Play that funky music, white boy. <clears throat> and wins over the crowd. And somehow wins this band off. Even though it wasn't as good as the drumming whatsoever. The drum Yeah. Band. And... Uh, and he moons the crowd at one point, too. Yeah, he's not wearing underpants because apparently he doesn't like to wear underpants because earlier in the movie... He was free-balling. He was free-balling when um, Chloe, who is Elisa's best friend, uh, tricked him into coming to their room for a party because they wanted him to get naked so he could go out and get beer for them and then lock the door so he'd basically yeah. be naked. That was their plan. <clears throat> it didn't turn out too well. They both got in trouble, but whatever. So that's early in the movie. Thank you so much for bringing that up because I was going to talk about that earlier and I forgot about it and and you brought it up and that makes me so happy because I get to complain more and I love complaining. And so my question yet again, why did Matt Stifler bring the kilt and bagpipes? Or if he didn't, where the hell did he get them from? from? Because typically, I don't know about you. I've been to a few high school football games in my day. I've been to some college football games in my day. I used to work at a university during football games, high school and college. I've seen several bands play in my day, several high school bands. I had a friend when I was in high school who played for a high school band that won state and national competitions in band. None of these bands had bagpipes. <laughs> None of them. Why would there be bagpipes at a band camp? I don't know. I'm not into music. I don't know. You're more into music than me. Would there be bagpipes? And like a, I don't think so. In and a, a band, band camp? Like a, no, I mean. I mean, the closest I had is pretending to play the trombone for three years. Again, which is weird, the guy who's like 28 years old and he's playing a 15-year-old, I forgot his name. Oh, uh, the Jason Earls character, yeah. Ernie. Ernie is the character's name. He start, Ernie starts getting really annoying halfway into the movie. Like He's just like, hey, 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 like some little kid. He's like, are, are you really Scottish? I'm like, why would you have to be Scottish to play bagpipes? That's number one. Maybe his... Family's original name was like Mick Stifler or something. I don't know. Maybe. Um. <laughs> Number two, bagpipes are notorious for being one of the hardest instruments to play. And then he says that his mom made him learn an instrument, so he picked what he thought was the most annoying instrument. Fair enough. It's also one of the most hardest instruments to play. So you're telling me that Matt Stifler, who apparently is just like a complete all-around douchebag, somehow has a talent to play the bagpipes? I Whatever. And then... I, I don't think they think it's like an through. onion. There's many layers to. Matt I don't Stifler. think they, I don't think it is. I think oh, okay. I think it's accidental onion. I don't think they intended any of this like character. Death. I want to come up with a movie now called Accidental <laughs> Onion, or a band something. <laughs> accidental. Yeah, I think it was an accidental onion. I don't think it was at all intentional, but whatever. I guess it worked in their favor. But so. Sorry, we kind of jumped around. This is not a linear description of this movie whatsoever. It's okay. We kind of went from the I, I'm, I'm assuming the... whoever's listening to this has seen the Hopefully. film. Hopefully. <laughs> and uh, so, so, so the way he ends up, re- you know, tries to redeem himself by uh, back to the whole like uh, Ipecac. Oh yeah, um, that's right. Situation. 
that's another thing. He's planning to poison people. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's the third it's another crime. crime. It's the third. So he's trying to poison the other team <laughs> by dumping an entire bottle. But he had ar- he had already poisoned the his high school band at the very beginning That's of the right. movie. Oh, too, we got we got we got a third sex crime though because we got we got we got we got three sex crimes and then the fourth one is the poisoning. The third one's when he jerked off into an entire bottle of suntan lotion. Oh yeah. Which, yes. Then, let's 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 think about that. He filled up an entire bottle apparently with his own semen. Mm, okay, that's whatever. And um, I guess he was saving. Yeah, I don't want to get into that. But yeah, um, <laughs> it's a disgusting scene uh, because earlier in the movie, Van de Camp um, put a bunch of saliva into his grape soda and switched cans, and that's what made him get sick and thought he was poisoned, which is how he learned about the Epicat syrup. So then later on, I'm pretty sure that poison can't. I mean, saliva can't poison poison. you. Yeah, whatever. So as punishment later on. By the way, this this was not Matt Stifler's idea. This was Ernie's fucking idea. Yeah, Ernie apparently has got a much dirtier mind than he lets on because Uh that's pretty fucking gross. But so you basically got got a disgusting scene where he apparently masturbates into a bottle of suntan lotion, an empty bottle, an empty bottle, replaces it, and then. And then has the asks the counselors to flirt with them to remind them to use their suntan lotion because they don't want to get chapped for their performance. So then they go, "No, we do not," you know, thinking that they're being flirty or whatever. Whatever. I don't know. I'm not sure how these people react in real life, but like. But but then you know, Brandon and his buddies put uh, <sighs> semen all over their. That face. was such a disgusting scene. That, that scene I could have done without. I oh, I, I I. mean, there's a few in this movie I could have done without, but that one's that definitely. one's just. I mean, like, like in the first American Pie movie, it was seen as such a gross big deal when Stifler basically finished into a cup, but he wasn't trying to do anything oh, no, he, with that. No, he, he, somebody else did. Oh, that's right. Somebody. And he drank it. Okay. And that was seen as like this gross thing, which yeah. it is. The thing is, though, that was unintentional. And that was still seen as horrible. This yeah. was an active plan, which again, is sex crime number three. I hate to even mention this, but this is part of the movie and we're talking about this movie, so you gotta mention all of his crimes and immoralities because there's many. And you know, we've got three sex crimes and one attempted poisoning. So, really, he should have two, been... Two j- attempted poisonings. That's right. Two, he should have been in jail for all yes. for any number of these things. <laughs> I mean, I don't care how old he is. He could have been 13. And it, uh, But again, 2005 was a simpler time, I guess. So, <laughs> Yes, this was a... Is it simpler? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, um, so so uh, basically, what ends up happening is they switch the uh, the Gatorade uh, um, or Kool Aid or whatever the hell they are um, um, coolers, the lids for them. So because uh, the guys from East Great Falls want grape instead, yeah, they don't of, want they orange. want don't don't want orange. So that ends up giving them the uh, the one with the Ipecac. <laughs> yeah. The other the other team of course gets to go first and they do their little right brilliant performance it was actually pretty good yeah and then uh right when east grade falls is about to go out and do theirs they all start vomiting um purple uh drink <laughs> which i gotta say something about that though i mean 
this was an entire bottle dumped into a huge cooler. I mean, wouldn't it kind of, I mean, dissipate? In there that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's not like you're drinking a whole bottle to yourself. I mean, it's it's like it's moved around the whole. I mean, I, I don't know how Epicac works. Maybe I don't know it, maybe you only need a little bit to yeah, maybe create the gag reflex thing or whatever. Uh, I don't know. Um, the uh, whole. So they throw up and then and yeah. they ruin their chances of winning the cup. The the band cup, but, yeah. And then there's another thing. There's another crime committed right before this happens. Oh, really? It's not committed by by Stifler. It's committed by the whole East Great Falls team. Right after they drink their grape drink, they all they all litter. Oh, that's right. I was gonna. They I, it bothered they just me. Throw their cups. The, the second they... time I watched the movie, I noticed it more, and I'm like, they're just throwing their cups on the ground. They're like, yeah. we're gonna win this, and they throw them down. It's just like they're littering. It was. It was, and that's like, the worst crime of all in yeah, this whole movie. It, it all, yeah, it's whole movie. Wait, is no, the it's worst not. <laughs> so Stifler created, committed five crimes in this movie, and 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 then the rest of, I think they should just shut down East Great Falls. I, I think so. <laughs> I mean, but yeah. Anyways, uh, so so then they lose the thing. Tad and his, I mean, not Tad. Um, is it Tad or Brian? Br- br- what is it? Brandon. Brandon and his band win the whole thing. Yeah, of course. And then, uh, you know, they go home and Brandon wins a scholarship to um, the uh, Robard School or something. Some yeah, made something up, like made up school or whatever. <laughs> I don't know if that Robards or something. I don't know if it was a tribute to Jason Robards or something or what. I don't know. But um, I don't know why you would have a tribute to Jason <laughs> Robards in the American Pie movie. But let's just go with that. <laughs> I mean, he was a great actor, but uh, let's, <laughs> um, the, uh, so, uh, anyways, uh, Matt decides he wants to, uh, redeem himself this time. He deletes all of the video when he's watching it and he starts to realize, oh, you know, I, I love these people that <laughs> I've exploited. <laughs> yes. So I guess in a way he really didn't commit his child mm-hmm. pornography in the end because he didn't distribute it. He deleted it. <laughs> hey, you could you could go back into the if you know what you're doing, you can go back into those hard drives well, yeah, and you find, can find it. It's so, still it's still there, man. <laughs> Unless you destroy it completely. Like just go, even then you can still somehow find it, prob- I'm sure. Probably. No, I'm just joking. No, but the uh <laughs> the um but anyways, he deletes that, and then he decides to help. He wants to try to try to help get uh, get Elise her little scholarship to the not little scholarship, but her, her scholarship to the Jason Robards School. And um, <laughs> the uh, so uh, they he, they create a fake letter from the dean of the school or something. Crying number six, fraud. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I mean, I mean, I mean he, he's he's yeah, he's he's totally you know. He's 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 totally pulling a catch me if you can sort of crime here. And um the uh <laughs> Does he even have the intelligence for this stuff? I don't think yeah, he I does. don't know. <laughs> Again, accidental. But he did he, de- he did get the whole band involved, so I'm sure between all of them they yeah. have the intelligence. And with the <laughs> He gets him the you know, he gets her the little letter and then she goes and finds out that it's not there and then she goes outside after breaking her heel and stuff and cutely falling and stuff and um the uh He's playing his bagpipes in a tuxedo. And then all of a sudden, the whole band appears behind him, and they play the song. The dean comes out, hears the song, and then it's like, hey, let's uh, go talk about that uh, that scholarship. And then it turns out that uh, Brandon Vandekamp um, plagiarized the song that he played at the 
at band camp mm. and uh then uh that's Matt, Matt, Matt and Elise kiss and the credits roll. Yeah. No, no, no punishment for anything he's done. Okay. Completely not culpable whatsoever. He gets, he gets the girl, even though he filmed her taking okay, so, showers. So, yeah. so let's take this into account. What's the moral of the movie? The moral of the movie is if you look like Matt Stifler, you could pretty much get away with anything as long as it's 2005. And you're a white male. Well, I'm pretty sure you could still get in trouble if you're a white male. Possibly. I mean, if I go off and Maybe not someone, today, though. Well, maybe not today. Because, you know. Anyways, let's not get political. <laughs> um, the <laughs> but, okay. So, so the moral of the lesson is, is you can poison people. You can litter. You can, uh, you know. Take um, the kids. You can drug people. Yeah, you can uh, record kids having, naked. having sex and getting naked God. without their permission. Or knowledge. Or knowledge. <laughs> Which, even if they did get their permission, still, it could still all. Yeah, it would still be child pornography, <laughs> even if they gave permission. Like, oh, oh they, they don't have to commit. They said it was totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it okay. No big deal. <laughs> no. So, so basically, the thing is, it's like, okay, commit sex crimes poison people and litter mm-hmm. and nothing happens to you it's, that's band camp for you yes so would you recommend this movie to anyone morally no <laughs> either way it's terrible lesson <laughs> it's such a terrible lesson i did like the movie though i don't know why it's it I does it has the, a weird charm to it i think yeah, it's because I, it's 2005 and that, yeah that it, for some reason that year i mean because honestly if you watch any of the american pie movies not just the direct-to-video ones there's a lot of kind of moralistically <laughs> crazy things going on like you know a lot of spying on people recording them mm-hmm. without their knowledge you know even jim did that in, uh, in the first one in yeah the first one you know he records the foreign exchange student check you know um nadia or whatever her name is yeah um <laughs> the shannon elizabeth character um who the, later got with germinator yeah later on I think. yes yeah so, yeah, they're, they're all very questionable, but this was a simpler time, as you said, so it's hard <laughs> yeah. to say. But, but I, I, and I will tell you that, I mean, the movie starts out a little rough, very carbon copy, stifler, yeah. and uh, all of that. And, but I think about halfway through, the chemistry between the two leads kind of saves the movie. Mm. If, if you had other people cast, it might not have. I mean, one of the people considered for uh, the role of Elise was Rachel Bilson. Here's some little bit of uh, here's a little bit of trivia here that we got. Um, like I said before, the website Spy Chest was a real um, <laughs> was thing. a real website. Yeah, um, Hilgenbrink really did bear all in his scenes where he was naked. Yeah. Um, the uh, he bared it all. Here's another thing. This is like almost like a crime committed on the set. Um, Tad Hilgenbrink really bared it all in the scene where he undresses in front of the girls while playing the trivia game. He didn't inform the girls in advance who were expecting him to keep his privates covered somehow, so their reaction is quite genuine. Wow. Pretty sure that's a crime. Yeah, I think. I'm pretty sure in today's day and age, in the Me Too movement. Oh, that. Yeah, he would have definitely. not go over well at all. <laughs> And uh, I think that's a good thing, actually. Because yeah, I do those, too. Those that kind of antics. Ugh. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um. Wow. Yeah, the uh, Eli uh, Marin Marinthal, who was uh, the original uh, little brother of uh, Steve, um, had abandoned acting his acting career in two thousand four. Probably because of having to play Steve Stifler's younger brother. Yeah, and um. Prior to, uh, this was the first time that uh, Matt Stifler got a first name. In the uh, previous movies, he was just referred to as Stifler's little bro. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, the uh, yeah, J- Jason Earls, who plays the nerdy band camp member, uh, Ernie, uh, he went on to star in the family-friendly Disney Channel show Hannah Montana, <laughs> as I said. As, yeah, um... Yeah, and again, he's like, you know, 90 years old and playing a teenager. But uh, anyways. <laughs> 90 years old. <laughs> wow. No, he's like 28 at the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, wow. But yeah, it's just kind of funny. He went on after this to then appear in like a really family-friendly TV show. Right. He did He he did the reverse Miley Cyrus. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because Miley Cyrus kind of went all crazy and raunchy afterwards right. he, he kind of did it first and then yeah which is kind of funny in this day and age because somehow he was okay to make this movie <laughs> and then work for disney but today you'll have somebody like james gunn who makes like bad jokes who gets fired from disney right kind of a reversal yeah yeah it's just kind maybe, of weird maybe this movie is what kind of like triggered this this like questioning of his life like did i actually just make a movie where like multiple sex crimes were committed on a daily basis yes i took part in some of these crimes yes by helping them i mean i know he's just an actor in the movie so we can't blame this you know this guy for it or anything but it's just kind of funny that he would go on to be part of this you know but then again like there's this one actor on um the sweet life of zach and cody or whatever who had actually killed a man so it's not like there's not a history of this type of thing in Disney. Right. And I mean, Disney himself was possibly an anti-Semite. But anyways, we're right. going to just go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll we'll save that all for another day. But um, so, yeah, I think that's about it. Anything else you want to say about the movie before we uh, wrap this up here? I've said everything I have needed to say. Okay. So uh, if you have a time machine and want to go back to 2005... Obviously, the morals were different back then. <laughs> I'm not saying you should go back and commit sex crimes. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you look like Matt Stifler, you might be able to get away with it. And um, by no means do I suggest that. <laughs> okay, this has been the All Too Real 2 podcast. Uh, make sure you uh, follow us on social media. Give us money if you can and all that good stuff. Um, I'm done right now. Um Bye-bye. Take care. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 podcast. A Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com.